This is Innovating a Bright Future. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Avery Kreibold, with Innovating a Bright Future, where I walk you through the innovative and revolutionary technology driving climate action and laying the foundation for a sustainable future. This episode includes some truly fascinating information on the possible future of energy storage from the CEO of AL Technologies with a PhD in philosophy, Konstantin Pushkin. AL Technologies is a startup based in Russia exploring alternative fuel fuel cells, namely aluminum. This technology is fascinating, so I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. I'm going to try and not butcher your name here, but welcome to the show, Konstantin Pushkin. Thank you, Avery. Uh, uh, it's nice to take part in your show and uh, to speak with your audience. Hello, guys. You have a master's degree in engineering, a bunch of experience in research and development at the Moscow Aviation Institute, mostly working on chemical processes in things like energy storage, batteries, and hydrogen. And now you are the CEO and founder of AL Technologies. And AL Technologies is developing aluminum air energy cells, which use aluminum and air, as the name suggests, to generate electricity, which seems kind of crazy to me that you can use a metal and air to generate electricity. So. What's kind of the vision behind AL Technologies? All of this started from, from my student work, decades of uh, research projects and uh, exactly about aluminum air. And I decided to establish a company. Now I am CEO of the AL Technologies company and we develop clean and sustainable power sources for the better future of our world. Clean power sources based on aluminum air. And about your second part, uh, about the second part of your question, it's uh, how it works. So the basic of the technology is completely simple. Aluminum plate or aluminum foil or some kind of aluminum could be used as a fuel if it combines with saline water or some kind of alkaline water. Aluminum foil or aluminum plate is dissolving while working and we are getting electricity. This is the technology of aluminum air fuel cells. After some time of discharge of these uh, power sources, the aluminum should be replaced. Aluminum metal is uh, like a fuel, putting it into the cell and uh, getting electricity. And after some time, aluminum disappears and mechanically can replace it. That was a whole lot of information all at once. So let's break it down. AL Technologies is based in fuel cell technology. If you listened to the very first episode of this podcast, you would have learned about electrolysis and the method of creating green hydrogen. Fuel cells work in pretty much the reverse to electrolysis, and it's how we use chemicals like hydrogen and now aluminum to create the electricity we can use. Though the exact chemistry differs between the fuel cells, it will be slightly different in hydrogen fuel cells than aluminum air ones, the basic principles are the same. 
In these fuel cells, there's a pair of reactants. For aluminum, it is pure aluminum metal and oxygen, and for hydrogen, it's hydrogen and oxygen. The other important piece of fuel cells is the electrolyte, which is typically a liquid that can carry the charged particles from one half of the cell to the other, closing the loop and generating our electricity. When connected to a load, the aluminum air cells bring in oxygen and joins it with the electrolyte, which creates charged particles in the electrolyte called hydroxide. When the electrolyte comes into contact with the aluminum on the other side, more magical chemistry happens which joins the hydroxide to the aluminum and releases the electrons that are stuck to the hydroxide, allowing them to flow through the circuit and supply power. The joining of hydroxide and aluminum is what changes the aluminum into a clay that can no longer supply any energy. Don't worry, I know that was a lot of words all at once, but I bet you can figure this out if you want to. It's pretty simple, although seemingly impossible principle that operates on chemistry that I won't go into in order to generate usable electricity out of solid metal and oxygen. It's pretty crazy, right? And the biggest challenge for any developer to make this process convenient for user, because the replacement of aluminum takes only minutes, and after replacement you can uh, get the fully charged power source and this is one of the pluses of the technology. That's great. Yeah, it's good to hear your mission. Like, as you said, your mission is to create something that can make the world better. And it, that's just really good to hear, honestly, because there has been a profound lack of companies with the interests of the public and the interests of the world at large. And now it's these small companies that are being created right now that are taking those into account and doing something about it. And the yeah, that technology behind aluminum air generation is really cool. And it's kind of similar to how hydrogen works and uh, hydrogen fuel cells, you kind of use a fuel that you're bringing in and you're mixing it with very simple steps with oxygen and water to create a very neutral byproduct. In your case, it's a clay that can be disposed of pretty easily. And then from that, you're getting electricity. So how is this system, how is aluminum air technology different and better than something like batteries or hydrogen? The main difference of uh, aluminum air from hydrogen air is that they're using aluminum. <laughs> so the literally metal plates or something metal and hydrogen is gaseous. And the second difference is that aluminum air is a little bit difficult to replace because in every cell you need to replace aluminum. So literally open the cell and to replace it. Personally, I don't feel very much okay nearby the hydrogen in gaseous tank. I don't, I don't know how you are guys feeling about it, but uh, when I see the hydrogen and based on my tech uh, experience, I understand what is inside this tank and um, how it could be <laughs> something explosive. One of the minuses of the hydrogen air technologies, because hydrogen needs to be stored somewhere. Aluminum, it's, it's just a piece of metal which calmly weighs on the, on the ground and nothing happens. You know, one of the products of our company is personal power source. Small power, but very much enough to charge some 
smartphone, it could use aluminum cans like a fuel standing somewhere or just laying on the ground. And I see that about 10 watt hours is just wasting because it's possible to get about 10 watt hours from this can. Some kind of another direction to make our world cleaner because aluminum cans is, is, is a waste. When you think about that, we have aluminum everywhere, whereas hydrogen, it's kind of a big process to get hydrogen. If you want to order hydrogen or you want to just have hydrogen in your house for whatever reason, if you have a hydrogen fuel cell and you're using it for energy, it's kind of hard to get that hydrogen. So that's definitely one way that the aluminum air fuel cell is superior is that aluminum is everywhere. You use aluminum for your pop cans or whatever, but you also use it in a bunch of building materials too. And a lot of that is ending up as waste that can be turned into energy, which is, that's just so cool. You've gone through quite a bit already of how the system actually works. But what are kind of the most important pieces of the system and how do they work together and integrate? You mentioned a few from the power source to the oxygen and the, the saline water. So how does that all come together? So, you know, it's uh, difficult to differ main part of this technology because there are a lot of parts which could be considered as main so from technology side, it's possible to say that porous cathode is one of the most difficult parts, where uh, oxygen reacts with water. And it's very difficult technological part. The most difficult part is to combine all of it together and to make it work. We are literally creating the power source from nothing, from raw materials. The entire process is difficult. We've talked about some of the benefits of aluminum. You know, it's a solid fuel source. You can pack them around in your backpack if you want to with your portable USB charger. You pack around extra aluminum plates for energy and you have no danger to yourself or anyone else. Those will never lose electricity, whereas a battery can lose capacity and actually leak energy out as time goes on. With aluminum, that doesn't happen. You don't have the aluminum plate just slowly disintegrating. It's just a solid metal. It only starts to decompose once you start pulling the energy out of it. So it's a very kind of long-term and resilient power source. So what are kind of the drawbacks to aluminum? Because with anything that we look at, there has to be positives and negatives. Is there any one thing or a couple of things that have really been challenging when you're looking at aluminum as a fuel source? Well, aluminum is basically metal, and uh, you are correct. It doesn't lose the capacity during time of storage. But some drawbacks. It's hard to get a huge amount of electricity from 1 kg of aluminum. So there are differences be uh, between two types of electrolyte, which uh, based on alkaline, electrolyte it's possible to get more energy and based on the saline electrolyte it's not possible to get uh, very much energy from 1 kg but saline is safer for instance based on alkaline we got about 50 percent of efficiency and based on saline it's two times less constantine mentioned this alkaline or saline water earlier and it's pretty important 
both of these solutions are the different forms of the electrolyte I talked about earlier as well. The electrolyte is essential to carry the charge from the air to the aluminum. The thing is, water is very inefficient at doing this, because it's just plain old water. Alkaline solutions instead contain certain chemical compounds that more readily react with oxygen to create the hydroxide needed for electricity production. Instead of containing those very helpful compounds, saline solution contains salt, which is much more efficient at conducting the charge than plain water, but as he says, it's only about half as effective as alkaline solutions. Alkaline solutions can be a health risk because of the compounds they contain being damaging to the human body, so the situation often determines which electrolyte is better to be used. Also for um, some drawback for the aluminum, it's that aluminum basically needs to be electrolyzed. There are no aluminum in the nature, pure aluminum. There are aluminum clay, aluminum hydroxide or aluminum oxide. And for the electrolyze process of the aluminum, energy is needed. Huge aluminum plants which are creating aluminum, they are using a lot of electricity. It depends on where this electricity goes, but producers use not clean energy for creating aluminum. Currently, the sustainable concept is going around the world. It's forcing the aluminum producers to make something with this technology. It's going to be cleaner soon, I hope. Soon, I hope the aluminum production process will be as clean as electrolysis of uh, hydrogen from water. So one of the cleanest process of creating fuel. When I was looking into your company and this technology, how resilient it is, and then the one drawback that springs to mind pretty quickly is, well, where does the aluminum come from? And when you're looking at taking it from the waste materials that we can find, again, the aluminum cans around, then that's great. But if we're looking at a more, a larger scale production, then we're going to need to manufacture that aluminum or smelt that aluminum, which it takes energy. But when you think about it, you know, it takes energy to generate hydrogen. It takes energy to make batteries too. So it's all options that are on the table. I am thinking that all of them take the processes of creation. But what is inside of these power sources? Which materials are there and how they are processed before they get into this power source? I'm honestly considering that inside of aluminum air, there are much lesser toxic materials than in any other uh, power source. When it works, it's clean. But when you are recycling the lithium-ion or, or nickel-cadmium, it also makes something bad for the environment. It's just facts. It's just everything requires energy. And if aluminum air is on the lower side of that, then that's something that you can sell your product on, right? Speaking of products, what are some of the things that you guys are looking at offering right now? And how soon can those be on the market? Last year, we have stopped our industrial line. We have pivoted back to personal usage products, particularly for powering personal devices, laptops, smartphones. We will uh, help the people to be charged while they are uh, making trips and hikes. And this product is called personal USB charger. It's not very huge power from 10 watts till 70. 
So it's possible to charge these fuel cells one time by aluminum plates and discharge it to the devices which you have and to fill them with electricity and then you can use them again. After this one cycle of charging, the aluminum is dissolved and would be throughout will be just clean clay just because of the of the chemistry process. And it could be thrown on the ground and nothing happens. The energy capacity which you can get with you will be limited only by the number of the aluminum plates which you can carry. At least two times, two times lighter than lithium-ion batteries. I think it's, it's, it's kind of the interesting product because people need to be charged while they are outside of cities, outside of grids. There are difficulties about surely say when it will be on market. Maybe half year or one year. Now I'm not sure about you, but aluminum was never really anything special to me. If you're like me, hearing about all these benefits that it can have in literally creating energy is something I never would have expected to hear. I have absolutely nothing against aluminum, it's just like a metal, I don't know. This technology is still in very early stages, but some clear benefits we can see by using aluminum in energy storage include the charge duration. While lithium-ion batteries slowly leak energy, fuels like aluminum and even hydrogen as well are stable in their form and can generate the same amount of energy whether you use it an hour from production or 50 years. Also similar to hydrogen, the byproduct of the reaction that generates electricity is simple and easy to dispose of. Aluminum sets itself apart from hydrogen in a couple of ways though. It is incredibly easy to store. There are no tanks, pressure, or any risk of explosion at all. It's literally just a stick of metal. The final bonus that comes with aluminum is something that Constantine mentioned briefly, but although the energy density of aluminum is low, it's so light that the energy it carries allows it to actually store more energy in relation to its weight than lithium-ion batteries. Which is pretty cool, and definitely something that needs to be looked into going into the future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to following your, your journey through that process and looking for that order button when it comes up because it's so cool. Thanks, thanks, Avery. It's, 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 nice to, it's nice to hear that. Just lends itself so well to that resilience and reliability. It's not going anywhere, unlike any other fuel has those potentials to be lost, but not aluminum. I think we have to try just we have to because we know that it works see small companies that are realizing these big ideas that are going to bring these incredibly transformational changes to all of these sectors across the world and it's really inspiring to see that so what do you see for the future of energy storage when we're transitioning to more renewable energy and we know that it's not constant going to need more energy storage. So where do you think that's going to come from? Is it going to come from batteries, lithium-ion batteries, or maybe hydrogen? Hydrogen is up and coming slowly but surely. Or is it going to be one of those kind of dark horse, lesser known solutions like aluminum air that's going to play a big role in making renewable energy available 24-7? Well... The industry is not very flexible. 
I can just say that the fact is that a lot of industry problems are solving by the lithium-ion technologies. Yes, you are pretty much correct about the newly developing hydrogen economy. It's cool, basically. Hydrogen also could be a decision for some grid problems. So when I'm talking about grid problems, I'm, I am meaning the problems with peak power and how to cover this. What will be in the future? It's hard to say, you know. Currently, the main focus on the lithium-ion batteries uh, and uh, hydrogen is going to be take some part of the market. Hydrogen is costier than lithium-ion, but there are a lot of predictions about that hydrogen will be uh, cheaper with lapse of time. And batteries usually are much more powerful than fuel cells, but they are good in terms of uh, energy efficiency. For aluminum air, currently there are limited niches where it could be very cost-effective. Unfortunately, only on the second place the ecology goes. Uh, yes, ecology problems is dangerous, is important, and um, blah, blah, blah. But if we are talking about something big, money is on the first place, unfortunately. You know, uh, I would love if hydrogen fuel cells would be spread around the world and if we would uh, use hydrogen, because it's clean. It's much cleaner than uh, lithium-ion technologies. Of course, I am thinking about my own technology, aluminum air, and uh, I think that currently there are some niches. But maybe with time and after some years of improving these uh, fuel cells, they could power even electric vehicle. And uh, this improvement uh, needs to be done not only in the technology, but also in the usage. It needs to huge changes in the uh, maintenance industry. Currently, we can get gasoline on any gas station, but we can't get hydrogen as well as we can't get aluminum. This is entire using process. It's not just changing old engine for new engine. It's about changing entire life cycle. It's about changing our habits, how we use the items. And it is more difficult here than just replacing some technologies. So I think that uh, main trend is the batteries and the second trend is the fuel cells. I would like to think that hydrogen or any other fuel cells would be the main trend. But currently it's the batteries. And aluminum air, at this time, it's a niche product. They could be very much better than any other decision in some particular areas. Maybe with lapse of times, we also could compete with lithium-ion batteries. I do hope so. I thought it was important to come in here and mention something. AL Technologies is currently working on what I would call a pretty small-scale project when you compare it to some of the other companies I've worked with. However, I wanted to talk with Constantine about aluminum air batteries because of the vast potential that this technology possesses. It's important to keep in mind that every technology had a starting point. We didn't go straight from the telegram to Snapchat. Aluminum is still in very early stage development. It has not been fully researched and optimized or applied at a large scale, mostly because of funding. Even with all of those challenges, aluminum is already surpassing lithium-ion batteries and even hydrogen in certain ways, which speaks to where this technology could go from here. It may still take years for aluminum air to mature and become more widely used, but pioneers like AL Technologies are the ones who will be able to claim the credit for that achievement when all is said and done.
The point is, even if the technology seems small right now, we must keep working hard on it because one day it could change the world. In the case of AL technologies, by changing the way we store energy. Hydrogen is relatively new on the global market, but it's already been used for decades in the more niche applications. So that's kind of where aluminum air is at right now. And who knows in the next few decades if aluminum air is going to continue to get better and better and more technologies like aluminum air are going to be researched more and more. And that's going to become one of those technologies that's a big player. So yeah, it's just really exciting to see something so new and innovative come into the space at a time when we need these, these new ideas. I think that's about all the long answer questions that I have for you. I just have a couple ones that I want you to answer kind of as fast as you can. Can you do that? Okay, I'm ready. First question, this is an easy one. Nice little warm up. Name your go-to vacation spot. Uh, Bulgaria. It's a country on the Black Sea. Nice, nice. Second question, climate mitigation or adaptation? Making sure we don't destroy the planet or adapting for when we may or may not destroy the planet? The first one. <laughs> I like that question because uh, I like to see how people react to that. And I, I'm definitely on the side of mitigation for that one. We just kind of went over this, but the next question is your personal choice, batteries, hydrogen, or something else like aluminum? Something else like aluminum for energy storage, yes, something like aluminum. Yeah, and it's really, it's a really cool technology, right? It's new and it's just coming into the space, which makes it even cooler. The next question is, if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? How people make decisions. I would change the process of how people is making the, their decisions. Because I see that uh, entire sustainability concept is about decisions. We are choosing to do somehow every second. We are choosing to act. We are choosing between clean and not clean. We are choosing to harm environment or life or do not harm to them. It's only our choice. And if I would change something in the world, I would change the process of how people make their own decisions because this is exactly the core of sustainability it's not the matter of technologies it's the matter of the decision people very often make decisions without thinking impulsive it's based on our nature till we can't govern this emotional side and understand it in full we will be not able to make sustainable decisions and sustainability, it is not about technologies, it's about people. That's a great answer. Wow. Well, yes, I'm, I'm a kind of PhD, you know, a philosophy doctor, so. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, thank you. Yeah, that's why I'm also admiring by your decision to make in the podcast about these things, because it is important. I, I agree, it is very important, and choices are at the core of everything we do right we have to encourage those those more sustainable choices and be conscious of the decisions that we're making i have one last question 
and it's a little bit longer with everything that you're seeing in your industry and around the world with the rapid acceleration towards new and innovative solutions like your aluminum air technology and all the entrepreneurs who are driving towards sustainability and making sustainable practices affordable. Do you think that we can decarbonize all of the sectors that we need to in order to reach carbon neutrality by 2050? I'm sure we can. It's a matter of decisions. There are technologies which allow to decarbonize. It's only the pace of decarbonization. It could be slow pace or fast pace. And if we are choosing to save money in the moment, we will lose strategy. We can decarbonize faster. But yes, uh, economical side is uh, holding our decisions. That's why, yes, I think that we can do that faster. 2050, we could be 100% decarbonized. But I'm afraid that there are a lot of countries who just can't do it because of economy side. And the pace of decarbonization could be not so fast as we really can. Well, that's a good answer. It's good to hear that you think we can do it overall. I do agree that there's going to be challenges in places all over the world with economics and policy and there's just a lot of challenges to it but it can and it will happen if we continue to focus on it and make it a priority is there somewhere that people can find you and al technologies if they want to learn more so yeah we are trying to put some news on our website il-technologies.com and uh, i also have my personal website konstantinpushkin.com I'm opening a new project about educating people to be entrepreneurs because it's a great thing which I have discovered um, for the past six years and it's a, an interesting journey and I'm considering that it was the right decision to change my direction from PhD to an entrepreneur. I think that a lot of people would like to change the world but they just don't know how to do it. Uh, based on my experience, I have faced a lot of walls and a lot of obstacles this week or next i will open also my own youtube channel so we are making something for people for spreading the idea about sustainability and about uh, making life better making world better awesome well definitely keep me updated on that on the youtube channel for sure and we didn't really get a chance to talk much about the actual entrepreneurship side of this story. But, you know, in the future, maybe we can have another conversation and have you back on again. And we can talk more about, you know, that other side of the story that led up to this. And that's really interesting. And I agree that there's a lot of people out there who want to do stuff like this and just don't know how. So if we teach them how to do that, then that's going to be extremely beneficial to them, their communities, and just the world at large. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Constantine. This has been great. Thank you, Avery, for the invitation. Thanks for coming on. What a great conversation with Constantine Pushkin, the CEO of AL Technologies. I won't lie to you, energy storage might be my favorite topic to talk about, because it's so essential and still so young, 
with all of these vastly unique ideas floating around the topic. I will put links to AL Technologies and Constantine's website in the show notes below if you want to check those out, and also make sure you're following the show on social media to stay up to date. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hoped you learned something new and found new inspiration. If you liked this episode, you can help to get the show out to more listeners by sharing it with one person close to you. And if you really want to, sharing it on social media. Again, thank you for listening, stay innovative, and I'll see you next week. Oh, also, brace yourself for the bonus episode coming this Friday.